All right, we're live. Tap and Birdie, Pell Beach with Luke sweated out, fresh off of Luke, 80 to 1, outright. Luke, you're the man. I love you. I'm glad we're together on this pod. We pushed it back an hour since you're a West Coast guy. You got me a little extra time to pregame, so I could not be more excited for this TIB tonight. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing good. I might have made a mistake letting you uh, pregame for as long as, as I did, but yeah, you know, I, I didn't get off work until your normal show time and had to come home, spend some time with the wife and kids, make sure, you know, we're all good on the home front. And dude, I'm, I'm pumped to be here. I I think this is my second appearance. And, second? You were on for the uh, Fortnite? Yeah. Okay, so I, Luke, I'm, I'm how, back, man. how is it to explain to your wife and kids, I'm not going to be around for dinner tonight. I'm doing a golf gambling podcast with my friend. Like, are they receptive to that? Is that okay? Is that good? Yeah, I mean, the one-year-old, you know, he's he doesn't know what the hell's going on, so it's, he's no problem. Uh, the wife, you know, I really got to gotta let her know in advance because if I just, like, spring it on her, she gets not very happy. And so, uh, yeah, they're eating, with, eating dinner without me. They don't care. Like, screw it. They know that I, you know, bet a lot of golf, or she knows I bet a lot of golf. She was well aware that we were uh, sweating out some lists and Will Z tickets last week. She was texting everybody in the family that I that I cashed the list ticket. And, you know, that's always great because then everyone's like, oh, next time you have a bet like that, you got to let me know. I'm like, OK, yeah, sure. I will. Yeah. You got to also yeah. bet the 25 losers that come in between. So, you know. So, so how does it feel to come off an event where you bet both guys outright in a playoff? There's truly nothing better in this industry and in gambling and in golf gambling than betting guys outright and they end up in a playoff. It's sweat free. You don't have to hedge. I mean, just a absolutely perfect, superb card. And I, I, I'm not. The thing is, I'm not surprised at all. Like I couldn't be less surprised. You had the best two plays on your card. I mean, you look sweated out. You're, you're a savant. So, how was it to have the two best in the playoff? It was, dude, it was, it was crazy. I like, I've never felt like that before because, you know, usually like I had Henley two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was. And it's like, that was the complete opposite experience. It was like going into that versus Sadeki. It's like, this is going to go bad. And for this one, you know, I, I knew I was a winner as soon as uh, Rob missed his putt. And as soon as Jason Day didn't make Eagle, it's like, this thing's over. I'm, I'm winning. I hope it's Luke List just because it's a bigger number and, and we want to see Luke win. It's been forever. Like, Willie Z's going to get his eventually. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just sat back and relaxed, enjoyed it. I was laughing my ass off when they were both right next to each other in the bunker. I was like, showing my wife. I was like, look how crazy this is. She didn't give a shit. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome, man. That was good stuff. So, so you, you've been in this game for a while. And have you ever seen a situation where a guy that high up on the odds board modeled out perfectly for everyone and was so popular? He's never won before. And then he goes out and wins. Like, it was such, like, it. I feel like that just never happens. And it finally came into fruition with Luke List. Yeah, I did everything I could to talk myself off of it. Because it's like, I bet List a few times. I'm not like the people who bet him, you know dozens and dozens of times i've been on him a couple times it always ends just absolutely horribly you know three jacking from 10 feet and it's just like it's awful but like i looked at it and everything i looked at you know it's like i run the model okay i'm I'm researching a bunch of different conditions you know course length and just poet whatever i research is like luke list is in the top five ten of what i'm looking at and at a certain point i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna hate myself if i ignore what the stats are telling me and uh you know he tried to do it he tried to put himself out of it he missed two four footers on the back 
on uh, on Friday, so round three, it was like he was making a charge, and then he just gives it all away, and I was like, yeah, yeah, here goes the Luke List experience, and somehow, you know, he just got real hot on on Saturday. He made that, you know, shot out of the bunker. He hit that one on sixteen to like four feet or whatever. Yeah, it was cool. It was, and and he's just burned so many people so many times that like everyone was like, I've had enough, and I was, I am going to not have enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and the thing that was so great about it is that when he fit, when he missed that putt, when he made bogey on 17, I said yeah. Luke List 80 to 1, that is a gut-wrenching ticket to have because he walks off 18 and you're like, he could have won that by two strokes. I mean, you could say that yeah. about any tournament, but he really tried to give it away to a certain extent. And I thought yeah. it wasn't going to hold up 15. and 15 didn't seem like it'd be enough. It, it really did not. And he easily could have shot 17 under. Like, easily just from the back nine on Saturday. So it was just so great to watch. You know, I, you know, I bet I'm top 10. I hate myself for not betting him out. Right. The thing that's so great about an 80 to one, I know you never lose sleep over if a guy's 20 or 30 to one to beat you because you know, that changes the structure of your card and you have to front a decent amount of money to make the return that you want. But with anyone over 60 to one, you throw 10 bucks on that. I'm, I'm happy with that. I like to win 700. Like, you, it doesn't have to be a big investment to bet a guy over 60 to 1, Luke List 80 to 1. Like in future, just going from it, it's like it's such a small investment for the time that it happens. Like you want to be there. And that's why it's frustrating because some weeks, you know, we do this every week. We try to pick an outright, like we, you know, don't do it all the time. But the thing is, is that some weeks the winner comes around and you go, in no universe would I ever have bet that. Like I was never yeah, on him. Sure. Like I wasn't on, like I didn't like him. Like that just didn't make sense to me. Luke List, it's like, yeah, it made all the sense in yeah. the world to me. I don't know why I wasn't just like, oh, I'll just throw a little money on him. But again, we do this every week. It's tough. Like it's very hard to hit an outright. So when you do a lot of things have to go your way. And honestly, yeah. I want to give you props. I'm making it seem obvious because of the modeling. Not that many people bet him outright. Like he made sense to so yeah. many people, but not that many people were like, okay, I'm putting him on my outright card. I'm going to trust a guy that's never won on tour. So I obviously want to give you props for that because although he modeled out well, it takes a lot to put him on your card and wager actual money on it. So I, you know, I'm, I, but again, I'm not surprised because you're the man. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a fun one, man. That was that was one of my favorite favorite hits in a in a long time, maybe ever. So. I'm, and I'm and we're doing it again this week. And he's absolutely. A and we're and doing it again this week. And we're yeah. literally we're gonna hit an outright this week, 100. That's the guarantee, the Ti Birdie guarantee. Every single week, you know. I mean, you get a hit an outright, absolutely. So let's get into Pebble Beach. Let's talk about it. We got a three course rotation, a 54 hole cut. It's a pro am. We got random guys in the field. We got long rounds. This is an event that, like the Amex two weeks ago, it's a little wonky and it's a little different and it's not your standard, you know, same course for four days. And, you know, we've seen a lot of long shots excel here. And we've also seen a lot of favorites excel here. I know you went the long shot route, but what type of things are you looking for in golfers to succeed at this course and at these three courses at Pebble Beach this week? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we like are familiar with how this course, you know, usually goes, how, how the tournament usually goes down. You know, these courses are short, um, that usually brings in a lot of guys into play. Like last week, long course like Tory, you know, big big boy course. There's only a handful of guys who actually like are capable of taming that big course with a with a small course like this, where you know you can hit less than driver and it's a lot of wedges and 
you, know, you got to make a lot of putts and get up and down when you miss the small greens. It brings a lot more guys into play. Um, you know, so I, I took a, a really weird approach this week. I kind of did my normal thing where I run the model on the stats based on what I think. And then I just kind of like went super galaxy brain as soon as the odds came out, because when we're betting outrights, the odds like dictate everything. You can like a guy as much as you want, you know, the number is going to dictate where your money goes at the end of the day. So, um, you know, with the board is really weird this week and I don't, I, I hate it. It's the, like the worst betting board ever. Some of these numbers are a joke and, um, that's kind of why my card ended up the way it did. And I, I think I took a couple of different approaches that, you know, are not exactly what everybody else is thinking. Um, I know, like I listened to you with, with Andy Lack and um, you know, you guys brought a lot of good information to the table. And I think that the way that you're kind of looking at it is not exactly the same way I'm looking at it. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about some of these guys. Yeah. The thing about like betting a bunch of long shots for me is that like, it's hard enough for me to hit like an outright like 30 to one. Like it's even that much harder yeah. to hit one at like some crazy odds. So like I, this week I am betting some guys over a hundred to one, just because again, I learned my lesson last week. Like you just have to kind of throw the money out there and hope it sticks. Yeah. And like, it's not that small of an investment. So you might as well just go for it. But again, like this week, like, you know, there's a million podcasts out there, but I'm really looking at wedge range. So birdie or better percentage from 150 in um, greens and regulation putting on POA. I think that's really important this week because mm. like we've talked about, these greens are different and putting on POA isn't like these other surfaces. And you need to have some familiarity and experience with it to really excel if your ball striking's on. So definitely if a guy has experience on POA and is a West Coast guy and has proven that he can do that, I like that. Um, this week and something I'm really not looking at is that I think you could definitely get away with not being great off the tee here or not gaining a bunch of strokes off the tee here because there's wide fairways the rough isn't that penal it's a short course so I think a lot of these guys are going to end up in similar positions and if a guy's shorter off the tee or that's where he's losing the most strokes like but he's good everywhere else. Like I'm totally fine with playing someone like that. So that's really what I'm like looking at this week. That's what a lot of my guys, um, they're kind of going with and the kind of the strengths yeah, they have, I, but you know, I'm, I'm I, excited I mean, I, to, to get into it. No, I definitely looked at Poe putting. I agree that that's super important. Um, like there's just dudes who don't like it and there's dudes who do. Um, so I looked at that. I looked at, um, Obviously, the, those wedge ranges, I, I did look at that a lot. And then course history, I think. I, I got into it last year with Wiley. I you know, didn't get into it, but like we had a funny exchange on Twitter when he posted his list last year, and he had Jason Day, like, number two. And Jason Day wasn't playing nearly as good of, the, as, of golf as he is right now. And my thing was like, yeah, that's how many rounds he's going to play this week is two. Saying he'd miss the cut. But, like, um, his whole thing was course history here is king, like, Jason Day kills this course. I don't care how bad he's playing. He's good at this course. And sure enough, Jason Day had a good yeah. week. So so the the course history is definitely an angle I went with um, in those wedge ranges. And then, like I said, I 
I just got real galaxy brain with it. So we'll, yeah, we'll but I'll, you could you could do whatever you want. Like I'm like I had one outright. We were both on cam. Like I'm good for two months. Like I, after sure. two months, like you, I you can give me shit. Fine. Then I don't hit an outright. But <laughs> I had two months after you hit an outright. So now you doubled it, and you got like you got a while since you hit two in like four weeks. Yeah. So that's how you know that's sure. how the rules and you know how the how the things go. So let's get into 100%. it. Patrick Cantley, you're getting seven seven and a half to one, eight to one on him. I really, I will say this about Cantley. I am playing him in DraftKings. I'm starting a lot of lineups with oh, him be, because genuinely, like sometimes with these week, we try to overcomplicate things, but Cantley is head and shoulders of like above everyone in this field. He plays well at every single course he goes to. So I play mm-hmm. him at some random tournament. I don't know anything about the course because his game has that little flaws, but now you're going to a place where he held the 36 hole lead last year. He's from California. He always plays well here. So it's like, Oh, now Cantley, like who I think is just one of the most talented golfers in the world is going to a course he's familiar with. He's going to be hard to beat. Um, I really like him in DraftKings. I like maybe parlaying him with DJ in Saudi or parlaying him with something because I genuinely think there's a good chance he just runs away with it. And I don't say that every week about the favorite because I think that's a very cheap take. But I do think this week that is actually pretty valid. Yeah, you got to be afraid of Cantlay this week. Like you said, he's a California kid, so the, you know the greens aren't going to mess with him or anything. He's played well here. He put out a thing the other day that uh, Cypress Point is his favorite yeah. course. So it's like... I imagine that he's in the Monterey Peninsula area playing golf on his, you know, his pleasure golf rounds or, or in this area. So like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, unless you're parlaying him with like a DJ, which is actually not a bad call. Um, I don't think you can really bet him unless he's your yeah. only bet. But yeah, in DraftKings, like I think you'd be crazy not to have a good a good chunk of some Cantlay on your team. Yeah, I, I think there's no way he he doesn't doesn't play well this week. So I'm I'm excited yeah. to see how that goes. So Berger, he beats us in the betting. He beats us in the betting. Yeah, that's just the way. It goes. That's 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 fine. I, I'll be able to to sleep about that. So Berger, everyone's a little concerned because he looked a little bit off at the Farmers. He was in a lot of the featured groups, and there were rumblings that he was injured in some respect. But no one really has any information. I just think that mixed with most people don't go back to back at the same course. Like, and he's probably 12 to one best number you could get on him. Like I really want no part of him. I'm not playing in draft games and not betting him. I, I don't think he repeats here. I have, there's injury concerns, but obviously he's one of the top three approach players on the PGA tour. Yeah. There's small greens this week. Like if there's anywhere, it's always comes down to his putting, you know, his, his ball striking is always going to be great, but I, I just, I don't see it this week and I really have no problem missing him. Yeah. I mean, it's, they said it was like a back injury, right? I mean, that seems like, significant i don't really like to bet guys who have back injuries so yeah and i'm not you've seen my card everyone's seen my card i'm not going down that low and yeah he's another one that's like if he beats us he beats us it wouldn't surprise me he's a really good player so that's what it yeah is. no I, I i i i really am not not too worried about him so J day and spieth like spieth i'm under the impression like if you're playing him you're just like zagging to zag like you're just like doing something that makes no sense, like hoping that it does. Like, I just don't think you can really take that risk with so many other great players, like in the field. Like, I just think there's so many people that are playing more consistently and better. And I think that something that people might want to remember is that he, it wasn't like he was playing horribly and then he played pebble and played really well since last year it was flipped. He had really had a spark and turnaround at the waste management 
which was a week before last year, and he shot a 60 on Saturday. Seriously, one of the most fun rounds I've ever watched. That was just spectacular. So last year, you can make the argument he didn't come in with good – like he didn't come in with good form, but I think that it's – Truly has not done anything since the Open. I think it's a waste, maybe in DraftKings, if you really just want to get be contrarian to be contrarian. But I really want no part of him this week. Yeah, I, I don't really understand the – I mean, obviously the, the course history is is what it is, and we said that that's an important thing here. But, like, since the Northern Trust, he's lost strokes to the field in every event but one. Like, he's not playing good golf. He, You know, he had the kid – that was probably where his mind was for quite a while. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I imagine he's going to start ramping up over the next two and a half months to get ready for the masters or the next two months. But like, I don't know. I'm not betting him single digits here. That's just crazy. Yeah. And like my, like my thing is, is that like, I wanted to to see him get into form before I start wagering on him. Like I just, like I said, there's just a lot of guys around that I would rather take a risk on that have been playing better that are not named Jordan Spieth. So I'm not going to every single category last week. Yeah. So I, 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 I won't be there and I'm fine with that. So the first guy I bet, um, I'm looking at FanDuel right now. I bet him at third. I got a 30 to one on him. I'm betting Seamus Power this week outright. I think 30 number is 30 to one is a really good number on him. Like I said on Andy's pod, he's a strokes gain savant. If you look at this field and you go by total strokes gain, he is second. You go to most fields and he is in the top five because he is just so consistently good every week. And that's shown with his finishes because he always seems to finish in the top 20, no matter the event. He's had a wonderful fall swing. He played well. So um, fourth at RSM, 15th at Century, third at Sony. 14th at Amex. Like, I don't see any reason why he couldn't keep this going. When he won at the Barbasol, it was a shorter course. And I just think a lot of the fields he's been playing in have been really great. And, you know, he hasn't been great on Sunday. But I just think since I'm not ready to hop off him because he's coming to a weaker field in an event that's more likely for him to win than TOC or RSM. So I'm not hopping off Seamus. He's my first shot, right? I got a 30 to 1 on him. Yeah, you almost talked me into Seamus on on the Andy Lack podcast because he makes some good points, and I've been betting him a lot, and so it would suck to miss to miss out on the Seamus train because I've just been betting him like you know basically every week. And that Amex Sunday, he goes OB off the very first tee, and it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go spend time with my family because he's toast. And so, and yeah, no, he's been he's been killing it. Um, my my problem, like the problem that I ran into in this whole range was how do we like differentiate any of these guys right like if you run your models and you look at the you know the metrics that we've talked about we you look at the recent form you look at course form you look at all this stuff like all these guys are going to rate out pretty well and so i just couldn't make a decision like do i take cameron tringali who's never won do i take seamus power who won you know, the super weak field opposite field event. Do we take Maverick McNeely, who's never won? Do we take Justin Rose, who's like having this resurgence, but has not been good for a long time? Like it just, you know, Jason Day, kind of same thing. The chalkiest of the chalk plays. And so I had these like six guys at the same price. Like, how do I make a decision? I, they're all the same to me at this. And and I don't think that they should be where they are. I think they should all be 40 to one. So I don't think we're getting a fair price on any of these guys. So I just said, 
fuck it with the whole. Range. But the field um, is, but the field is so, like is so not great that those there's nowhere else for them to put those odds. And I just think sometimes no, you kind of sure. have to, like, you have to just suck it up and say this is a shitty number. But like, I'm just yeah. gonna bet it. So. I the again, this is the most obvious play. He's the most tip golfer this week. I could have told you that three weeks ago. If you asked me three weeks ago, who do you like at Pebble? I probably yeah. would have said Maverick McNeely. Like I, I think 100%. he probably him and Jason probably, Day both. And I was I was hoping that they would like suck last week or you know, yeah. not finish in the top ten. I was hoping they'd finish like thirtieth. So that we we're like, yeah, they played okay. Pebble's a better course for him, but of course they both like contend and then just ruin their odds. So and yeah, exactly. The most tipped guys I can't. I just can't do it. I can't do it with any of these guys. I also have like a, a theory about this whole range. And I think Pat Mayo might've mentioned this a little bit, but this is, you know, with a three course rotation and I don't know that tea times have been released yet, but more than more likely than not, all of the good guys are going to play pebble on Saturday yeah. because the broadcast on Saturday is going to be one of the bigger broadcasts. Right. So they're only have cameras on pebble. So they're going to want the guys who like people actually know playing the weekend round at Pebble and the wind forecasts right now are pretty calm for the week. It's like the most you're going to see is like six mile an hour on, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the only day that looks like it's starting to maybe get a little bit windy, like a little bit, you know, a couple miles an hour. I'm, I'm not talking a huge difference, but <laughs> it seems that Pebble will be, be the most difficult on Saturday and all the good guys are going to be playing Pebble on Saturday. So that yeah. was kind of one of the decisions I, for me to like skip the whole top range together and just be like, I'm fading, I'm fading the whole range. When you Beating said, when you said you galaxy branded, that is, that's, that's a pretty good galaxy brain. Like I'll give yeah, it I'm, to you there. Like that was, um, that was yeah. pretty good. I'm deep baby. I'm deep this week. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I would have to, to disagree with you. I just don't think Pebble's that hard, and I don't think the wind will be up None of them are that for much. These guys. Like, that's that's why I don't think it will be that much of a distance, like, that much of an issue, really. But I think these guys but are going to light stroke, it up this week. You know, even if it's a stroke, it, that's what it comes down to in these events, man. Like, Luke Liss won in a playoff over a bunch of guys who were right there, could have finished 14. One stroke makes a difference, man, especially if you're betting a bunch of jabronis who need all the help they can get, which is what I'm doing. Jabroni no. Central. Jabroni Central. I love it. I can't I can't wait to get there. But yeah, I I this is a situation with Mav. It's like it's so obvious. I would hate myself if he went on and won. Like I would rather just bet him. Well, I would you because like he yes, was I would. 80 to 1 two weeks ago at the Amex. Like, it's a totally different field, and he wasn't 80 to 1, though. Like this is maybe sixty to one. Like he was, he was fifty last week, wasn't he? But this is the course that he's shown he can contend on best. He has last time he's played it. The past two times he played it, he came in the top ten, and he's been playing good golf. And he's made seven straight cuts. Like if I wouldn't bet a twenty one on him now, but I would bet a twenty first event. If he wins his first event at twenty five to one, like good job, Matt McNeely. That's my. That's how I'm going to look at it. I'm not going to be mad. Like. Yeah, no, out there, you know. This this is a situation for me where it's like it's too obvious. Like I just can't not be on it if it if it cashes. And like we've seen, like with List and with Cam and with Russell Henley, even though he didn't win, like sometimes the obvious plays do well. So I'm sticking with I can't believe the odds have moved that much. He opened at like 28, he's down to 20. So these are like yeah. 
they're not getting like you have you had to make your bet like most week you kind of had to make your bets very early early um for sure this week so the first guy on your card is tom hoagie he's also on my card so this is our shared golfer so 100 he's gonna win what made you bet him what do you like about him i know he's been playing well but you think hoagie has a chance to get it done this week at seven into one yeah, I mean, Hoagie's a guy that I bet somewhat often, usually in the triple digits, you know, and I like him at, at birdie fest because that's what he's good at, man. He's good at firing at flag sticks and just like when, when conditions are easy, just kind of going low. And, you know, so he's really good in the short courses. Um, we saw him at the Amex, what, two weeks ago, had a chance to win it. Um, I ran kind of a little mini model based on just those proximity ranges on fantasy national. And he comes out like number one, which is pretty good. So he's just nasty with his wedges. Um, you know, so I think that he's in good form. I don't really care about the miscut last week. That's not really his, his like jam, that kind of a course. I don't think so. I'm, I'm happy to go on 70 to one with a guy who's going to just hit fairways, fire at flag sticks. He's got a pretty good short game. Like, in the last 50 rounds, I think he's, you know, top 15 in this, in this field. So I'm happy with that. Um, his course history is, you know, it's, it's decent. So 70 to one, like you said, you know, when you're getting into that range, it's not a huge investment and we've seen kind of long shots do well. So yeah, I'm all over Hoagie. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think that the thing about him that I really like is that like you've talked about, he's really good in these proximity ranges with his wedges and he's really good on birdie fest. And like some other guys, I bet I'm glad he's actually played this event before, even though the course history might not be amazing. He's been playing some decent golf, second at the Amex, fourth at the RSM. And I think the RSM is a, a decent comp. It's coastal, sure. it's shorter, it's very low scoring. Court, so. Yeah. I think that's I think it's a fine play. I'm on it with you. So I mean I hope we both cash. The other guy I bet outright, and I think there's a lot of things that point to him playing well this week, but the thing that worries me is um that he's not excellent on POA. And that is Christian Bezenhut, Bezenhut, whatever, C Bez. I really like him this week. He is first over the last 50 rounds in this field in proximity from 125 to 150 yards. He has a really good short game. He's one of the best putters. And like we've talked about, he his biggest weakness is off the tee. He's not going to go out and contend on a bomber's paradise on a super long course. I think his game is more suited towards a shorter course. And we're finding that this week. And, you know, he's made three, 17th at the Sony. Again, a shorter, more he- heavy emphasis on approach play positional golf course. And then he made two straight cuts at the Amex and the Farmers. You know, nothing amazing results. But, you know, not every single golfer that wins outright has some crazy finish right before. So, I really like Sebez. Only concern is that, you know, the POA putting isn't, you know, unbelievable. But I'm glad he's got a bunch of yeah. reps in. And I think it's a good bet. I got a 55 to 1 on him. So I'll be rolling with that. Yeah. I mean, he was on my short list. Like his, his short game is incredible. He's awesome. And yeah, he's a trash off the tee player. Like, so in a, you know, on a course where you have to be good off the tee, like last week, you know, that is not his kind of thing. You know, he actually gained strokes last week, but still a course like that where, you know, to win, you're going to want to be hitting bombs off the tee. That's not his jam. Short little course like this. Yeah, man, I, I like Cbez a lot. I don't I don't have any problems with that play. Um, just got to get hot with the putter, and he hasn't had one of those real spike weeks in a while. Yeah, so maybe maybe he's due. Maybe he's due. Might be. Maybe he'll, he'll gain be. a bunch of strokes. 
So I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I think I like it's good, and uh, I, I'm I, I think it will be a a good play. And I'm glad Andy's on it, and I'm glad some other people are on it. And we'll we'll see, we'll see. So Minwoo Lee, he's on your card. You got a 75 to one on him. So this is a situation where he's probably the guy lowest on the odds board that probably d- the average person doesn't know about. So do you think there is some value in his number, given that, you know, the average gal fan would just skip right over his name because they know nothing about him? Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of what's going on here. Um, I kind of blew up my my secret on him on Twitter, and you got mad at me for that. I'm sorry. Um, no, yeah, 100%, man. Like, most people who follow PGA Tour golf week to week, like, maybe have never heard of him in and uh, that's crazy because he's he's really good. He's like on the doorstep of getting a master's invite. I'm not sure if he got it. I think he might have been in the top 50 in the world at the end of the year. So he might have got his master's invite. Um, he won the Scottish Open, like a pretty big, big time event yep. on a Lynx course. Um, he's just a really good player. Like in on the European tour week to week, he is just popping. And like in some pretty, pretty decent European tour fields at the end of uh, 2021, he was going off 20, 25 to one. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of guy who like could come over and win one of these events. Like we saw Lucas, Lucas Herbert do, you know, I mean, this is a pretty weak field. He's the 10th ranked official world golf ranking player in this field. So if you look at some of the guys who are ranked around him or even ranked below him, I mean like Maverick McNeely's in the seventies in the world ranking and he's 25 to one. Minwoo Lee's like 50th in the world and he's three times that price. So that was one of my, one of my factors with Minwoo. Min um, you know, I, I've never played Pebble, which is a shame because it's like a couple hours away. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put together like one of those, you know, package trips pretty soon, but they, they advertise it as American links, right? It's a, it's yep. golf links and links golf is, is different, man. It's, it's a different beast and there's a different way that you play around the green. There's a different way that, you know, uh, your tee shots roll in the fairway. Just it's it's just a little bit different, and he's shown that he's really good at links golf. So, you know whether that fact, you know translates over or not, who knows? He missed the cut here last year, which is obviously not great. We want you know good course form, but at least he has played it before. He's not seeing it for the very first time. Um, and then Mike Miller, who is just the god of of golf betting, you know he's he put out some sheets this week. And he put out a sheet for the, the Pebble Beach, and he's got Minwoo Lee, you know, his odds on what he thinks Minwoo Lee should be is 40 to 1. And there's 70s, 75s out there. So that's one of the things I like to do when, when Mike puts his sheets out is uh, just take the biggest discrepancy in, in the odds. And so that was kind of the factor that, like, pushed me on to Minwoo. And, and 75, you know, I'm happy to take that. So, uh, yeah, it was just kind of an easy decision once I, I saw that number. No, I really like that. I think one of the best points that you made is that he has win equity on the European tour, and that literally showed how important it is with Lucas Herbert winning. It's like these, like a lot of these guys he's priced around literally haven't won an event in so long. And although the European yeah. tour isn't as strong, it was a it was a big field. Like, it was like yeah. that event he won was not just some random Euro tour event. Like no. it was a definitely a. Who did he beat out? Do you remember? I feel like a lot of people. Uh, Thomas- had- 
Thomas Peters was in the playoff with him. Yeah, because I feel like um, a lot of people had tickets yeah. on the other guy that he was with, and then he just beat him out. So, yeah, I just think yeah. that. And, I mean, there were some big guys in that field. Like, let's see who was in that field. So, like I said, he, he beat Thomas – no, Thomas Dietrich is who he beat in the playoff. Yep. And Matt, he beat Matt Fitzpatrick in that playoff. Yep. Uh, Luke Lucas Herbert got fourth. Ian Poulter was fourth. Palmer, Rom was seventh. Justin Thomas got eighth. Xander got tenth. Scotty yeah. Scheffler was 12. So that was the event. I mean, like I knew that it was some event like I was like half following because a lot of great yeah. guys were in it. So yeah, it was I a think that's a big time event. Yeah. No, so he obviously can I mean that's almost like a better field than it is this week. So And when you run bet. your models in, in Fantasy National, he doesn't have really many rounds. Yeah. So it's like he's not gonna pop and you know, it just kind of he gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, so the next guy on my card, I bet Satith Sagala. I got like a 130 to 1 on him, which again, we're just, it's on DraftKings. Like, it was just like, it was a big discrepancy. And I was just like, look, this guy's really good. And what we talk about this week is that I like some guys that have some familiarity with these Poa Greens. He went to Pepperdine. He's a California kid. He was one of the best college golfers two years ago. Like, this guy is really talented. Um, He's off three straight made cuts. He got a 25th at the Farmers. He gained like 3.8 on his approach. So I like where his game's at, and now he's coming to a course where he has some familiarity with, and he can show that he – and what's really held him back these past three starts is his putting. And now he's going onto a surface that he's a lot more um, ready to deal with, and I think that these this course suits his game a little bit better, and I just think a 130-1, to 1, like we talked about, it's just – it's a crazy number. It's a small investment, and you know we've seen some longer shots win here, and I think it definitely could be Satith this week. I like Satifa. He was on my short list as well. I, I didn't get the number. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't get the number that I wanted on that, so I didn't go with him. But he was on my short list. Uh, like you said, he's you know played at Pepperdine. He's a California. You know, he's, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's a freaking stud, dude. So I'll, I'll, and I'll talk about this a little bit more um, when we get there. But there's there's kind of like a low key um, course comp that. You know, when we get some of my guys, I'll talk about this. But there's kind of a low-key course comp, I think, that Sahith uh, fits, and that's that's the uh, Sanderson Farms. So I don't I don't mind the Sahith play. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. So you're going with a major champion. He won a major at the Beth Page Black in my backyard. He won the John Deere. Uh, this year he's 40 he doesn't wear a glove he likes to play in the rain you were going with glove lucas glover this week what what made you place a bet on him at 80 to 1 what do you like about lucas glover this week so i mean lucas glover is just hitting the piss out of the golf ball right now like his his approach play is out of control at the sony 9.5 strokes approach like he's gaining almost every week on approach gaining almost every week off the tee Um, his putting has been mostly decent um, he's just playing good golf. I also don't play with the gloves, so I like that. Um, John Deere, I think, is a halfway decent course comp. He, you know, uh, Jordan Spieth and Daniel Berger both won AT&T. They were in a playoff against each other at the John Deere. So, like, I, I think that that, you know, there's some maybe some things there. He just won there. He's got some decent, uh, you know, a 7th and 11th, a 25th at eight. And no, that's at ATT National. But he's got a seventh and eleventh at at the Pro Am, um, and he's just hitting the ball so good right now. And like you said, I mean, he can win. A lot of these guys who are half his price have never won before. So 
I'll, I'm, I'm willing to take a shot on Glover. I really liked what he did uh, two weeks ago at the Amex and, and at the Sony, the shorter courses. So another big price. And yeah, let's go. The Glove. I mean, he can't, like, that's the thing. Like, he he can win. He has proven that he can win. And his ball striking is really great right now. And I think a lot of times what happens, I mean, even with Luke List last week, is that their ball striking is just out of control. And then it all comes into fruition one week when they get a little hot with the flat stick and make some 15-footers for birdie. Like, that's literally all it takes, and it can happen so quick. So I really like the strategy of just riding guys that are just – having some really good numbers and their strokes gain and their T degree game is just, it's just really great. So I think it's a great play. Um, next guy you're betting, you know, some would say he's like one of the worst players on tour. And it's just like the old, like we, it's like, Oh, people are like, Oh, speed, like Brooks. They're like, Boomer bust. It's like, okay, no, the real boomer bust player on the PGA tour, without a doubt, is Cameron Champ. Is there any denying he is the ultimate boomer bust player on tour? 100%. And, and I've never been on him one of his wins, but he's got three wins. He's got three of them. Dude, we're, we're betting all these, everyone's betting guys in the 20s and 30s and 40s who have never won before or have won once. Cameron Champ's been on tour for what two, three years. He's won three times, man. Like he's a better. He's I don't know that he's a better golfer, but he is a winner <laughs> more so than a lot of these guys that everybody's betting. Um, and so I've got I've got a few things on Cam Champ. One of the things, and, and this was what I was alluding to at the beginning of the show when I said I kind of went a different route with some things. One of the things that I really did on my research was I filtered everything by less than seventy two hundred yards golf courses i wanted to see how guys play on short golf courses right so camera champ and this is over the last 50 rounds you know i could have done different different uh you know ranges but whatever ball striking on short golf courses he's behind burger cantlay and kyle stanley three guys and i'm not betting kyle stanley if you fucking put a gun in my head so he's behind basically the two best guys in this field in ball striking on short courses. He's number one off the tee uh, on short golf courses. He's number one off the tee on long golf courses too, because he's just a sick driver of the golf ball. But our boy PGA tout kind of brought this up a couple months ago about short golf courses and looking at bombers and how they perform on short, short golf courses because everybody's clubbing down. Right. So camera champ with a three wood is still yeah. longer than everybody else with a three wood. Even though he's hitting three wood, he's hitting it into a long. He's hitting it farther than everybody else. Cameron Champ with a, a hybrid is going to hit it longer than a lot of guys hit with their woods. So, I think that he's just so prolific off the tee that it's going to put him in a position where he's hitting the shortest wedges of anybody. And if he just you know is reasonable with his wedges and makes a couple putts, he knows how to win golf tournaments. And uh, he's from Sacramento, California. So he, he knows Northern California golf. Um, you know, he went to like Texas A&M, but, but he's, he's from Northern California. He has a win in Northern California at the Safeway, now Fortinet. So same greens to Poa greens. I mean, it's all there. And like I said about uh, Sahith, one of the comp courses that I found where a lot of guys play well at the Sanderson and also play well at AT&T. Nick Taylor has a win at the Sanderson, has a win at AT&T. Um, Where's Cameron Champ's other win? Or one of his other wins? It's the Sanderson. It's all there. 
It's all okay. Airbase. So in the past, someone has came on my podcast and they have touted Cameron Champ over a hundred to one, and I was like just sitting there like with a smirk, like okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And I didn't bet it, and he went out and fucking won that week. So. Because of that, I will be placing a small wager on Cam Champ outright. I mean, no, but I think it, I think it's a really fair point. I think that when you got get guys that are really long off the tee, that they have also a very large advantage on short courts. I mean, we've seen it with Bryson at some of his right. different courses that he's contended at. They were shorter courses, and he's so long that, like you talked about, you know, he's clubbing down and he could hit that his three would 280 pin straight and be in the middle of the green and have some wedge in. So again, I'm, I'm betting it. And we are very much aware that he could literally shoot a 78 in the opening round more than any and other golfer we bet. And that's the problem is the first round. Because if you look at the last two weeks, if you look at like what he's done recently, it looks like he's playing terrible golf, but in round one at the Amex, he shot a 73 but then he shot three under, two under, missed the cut on the number. And then last week he shot like a, I don't even know, like a four over. I mean, he was like four or five over in the first round. He ended up shooting a 75 in the first round. Comes back with a 65 and a 72. And so he gets himself, you know, inside the cut and then shoots one over on the last day. A lot of guys shoot, shot over par on the last day. But like his last two results are, are very misleading for the golf that he's playing. So I'm, I mean, I'm down. I Champ really, is my favorite play of the week. Like uh, I, unquestioned. <laughs> well, you, you sold me on the, your favorite play of the week. So it must be right. I'll never not bet camp champ. And someone comes on my podcast and tells me to bet him. The money's already gone. It doesn't like it's it, like, it's fine. If it loses, I don't care, but I think you made a compelling case. And I like that. He's won in Northern California before, and he's won in this part of the country, and I think that's really going to be um, important this week. So I'm down to ride uh, Camp Champ with you, and I'm looking forward to it. So the next bomb, I bet I got a 160-1 to on him, and he's one of my favorite players on tour. He's one of my best friends, is Satoshi Kadaira. Okay? All right? Explain this to me. Okay, I'll explain it. I will explain it. He is he is super good with his wedges. His only win yeah. is at RBC, another short positional golf course. Um, sure. So he is fourth in this field in proximity from 125 to 150 and 30th in birdies or better gains. And he had a 12th place finish at the Sony just two weeks ago. So again, we're talking about a guy that's a proven winner on tour in on a shorter, very similar course. He's playing well and he's good with his wedges and his biggest problem is his off the tee game. And it's not as important here. Top 40 plus 160 all over that first round leader, whatever course he's at. I'm all in on that. Kadara is my boy. <laughs> I touted him the week he was first round leader at the travelers. I didn't bet him first round leader, but like still, I mean, I saw something. So I'm kind of a Toshi Whisperer. He's my bomb this week. I like him. You're, at you're a Toshi? Yes, absolutely. Fa- favorite guy. <laughs> Dude, have fun, man. I'm going to be rooting for you. I hope Satoshi fucking kicks ass this week. Are you like, where's your confidence level in Kadira? Like this it's, week? What's less than zero? 
Why? Why are you hating on? Why are you hating on Satoshi? I don't know, man. I just like there was nothing that I looked at that was like, "Yep, let me get on some Satoshi Kadai." You know, this is kind of a situation where, like, I want to bet him. Like, like it's like so. I'm very easily convinced, but I do think there are some stats that, like, I pointed out. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at his short course form. And I don't know when these rounds are coming from. You know, it could be. He won RBC. Yeah, but there's a lot of red, man. A lot of 130s in the field kind of stuff. (laughs) All right. So, who's. (laughs) So, I I already put it up with Andy matchup against another guy, I bet. I take a guy around his odds and we can bet straight up on it. Give me me my next guy, Peter Malnati. The Nadi. So, fine. All right, wager, side wager on it. All my chips are All in right. Kadira. So now I know yeah. it's it's toast. He he's missing the cut. Because whenever I get like this, I mean, whenever so I really like a guy, yeah. it's like I just it's probably not gonna work out. So you're betting the bucket hat legend. He played decent last week. Pete Malnati, give me the case. Yeah, the case is pretty simple. It's it's like this is a pro am. They set it up pretty simple just kind of like they did it at the amex and like john rom you know fucking bullshit setup it's a putting contest i don't know that it's going to be a bullshit setup but i think there is the potential that it becomes a bit of a putting contest right it just if if it's not windy even with small greens everybody's going to be hitting the green right if, if there's no wind it's a short course greens and regulation are going to be pretty easy and then it becomes a putting contest and peter malnati in putting contests, hashtag always Peter Bellotti in putting contests. I'm the captain of that crew. Um, and so, you know, I cannot stress it enough. Play him in, in putting contests. It's as simple as that. I got him at like 200, 200 to one. So, I mean, what are we doing? Like, it's Peter Malnati, baby. He's hitting the ball well. Um, just make some putts. Make more putts than everybody else. That's what he can do. It's a pretty simple case. All right, well, I hope it plays horrible this week. So we just want to do a little score update. Luke's max play well bomb was Prov plus four. They are currently up three with five minutes to go in the first half. So a decent start. Yeah, I mean, but, I've been up the whole game. I've, I've kind of been glancing up every every so often. The you got, you, put, you bet all of the Luke List money on it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. every cent you made off Luke List. All on the Friars. Yeah. All on the all on the Friars, dude. The Friars are good, man. No, like, no. Like I don't. I don't understand this line, and I can't believe that we got so much traction off that. Off that, that was so, on. like that was that was yeah. hilarious. Like this morning, because out of, out like of you everywhere. know, I, like you know, like I like obviously I'm a golf better, like through and through. Like that's what I bet. I don't really mess around with a lot of sports. Like I have maybe bet like one college basketball game all year, but. I love rat lines. Like I love square lines. So like you saying like it's a lock, and then I was like, okay, I'm placing I don't think it regardless. It's square man, I I mean, but, I, I no, bet but, a lot of a lot of uh, Big East basketball. Like I I bet a lot of Big East and Mountain West. Those are my my conferences. And I mean, Providence is, in my opinion, a top ten team in the country. They've lost two games this year to uh, Marquette when they they had just lost like one of their best players, and Marquette is also probably top fifteen team and then they lost like a neutral court to Virginia who gives a shit 
Providence should not have been an underdog in this game. I'm just yeah. So, uh, but this is the game's not over. They could still very much no. This game, no, this game's not over, and I don't care if it win or loses. It doesn't matter to me. I was just surprised by the line. Yeah, and but like I, if like it was just funny how obvious the line was, and then I thought you like gave me some like sneaky play, and everyone was just like, no, that was actually just like. But sometimes, but I hate that. I'm on your. If a line makes no sense, it. Okay, this is this is my take about gambling. If a line makes no sense and you galaxy brain your th- way into taking it the other way because you think Vegas set the line wrong so you would bet the other way and it right. loses, that is the worst feeling in the world. Absolute worst feeling in the world. You can just go in like a, the world. a hamster wheel of that kind of thinking. Like I figured that Providence would be a five-point favorite in this game. I saw the line on my app and I was like, oh, they, they messed it up. They got it backwards. And sure enough, I was like, oh, shit, they're getting points? Like, give me give me that. No, I love it. I'm glad we got some biggies basketball talk in. So my next bomb, I got a 250 to one on him. Again, I like him top 40. Like, I'm betting him out, right, just, you know, just to have a little fun. But I think he's definitely better in the placement market. Is Austin Eckroat. Um, again, like Luke List last week, if you're making the right model, he's popping in it. And someone of his yeah. caliber, if he's popping in, it's like, okay, something fits his game. He just got engaged. He's out of 63 on Pebble. He posted it on Instagram. He's fourth in this field in proximity from 125 to 150. He's second. In, no, 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 never mind. But he's 12th in my model at 300 to one. I like a 40 to one. I like a 250 to one on him. I like him top 40. I think he's a good play this week. I'm playing him in DraftKings. I'm playing Kadira and Eckroat in DraftKings. Luke, who do you know? Luke Spencer, he's he's talking up the, the game in the comments. St. John's is 9-0 and and playing at Carnesecca Hall. I mean, yeah, no, they're good. Look, hey, I'm the biggest St. John's fan that there that is not a St. John's alumni. That exists. Yeah, wait, because like, I, I would my, I would give my kidney for Posh Alexander. He's my favorite player in the country. Julian Champagne is sick. Providence is not overrated. Wait, why do you like, like, like not. what is your affinity with St. John's? Because my mom like Posh I'm Alexander, from the East Coast, like my mom loves like my I like family this loves St. John's. John's team. Okay. I like this particular team. I think Posh Alexander is maybe the best like point guard. I mean, I would think I would take him over any point guard in the country. He's just a he's just a dog. And Julian Champagne is probably a top five scorer in the country. Um, they've got a really a bunch of really nice roller players like Dylan Daiwusu is. I mean, they they're just awesome, and they're probably not going to make the tournament, which is a fucking damn shame. But they've just lost too many big games. Um, they've they've lost all their good games, like all their tough games. That's just the way that the season's gone. Um, Providence is not overrated though. They are full of seniors, full of studs. They're winning every game. Like people, you can say they're getting lucky, but like at a certain point you're just experienced and you're just better and you know how to close games. That's what they did against Marquette on Sunday. One of the best basketball games I've watched all season. So Luke Spencer, you're a Luke. I love you. I like you love, the like all love here. Not like overrated. all love here. Like 100%. they're, they're not boys, overrated. They're but very, they're not they're overrated. underrated. Get one thing straight when you're on TIB. All right. We got through our card. Par Barjan, he was good at the Amex. He was like in the final group, 250 to yeah. one. You're just saying, fuck it, let's throw some coins on a guy that contended not that long ago. Yeah, he's, he's you know, limited sample size, kind of like Ekro. That's my thing with, with both of these guys is like limited sample size. But 
Uh, Barzon's been good on these shorter courses. He had a really good showing at the Amex. He's just a good player. Like on the Corn Ferry Tour, I think he had to do the long. I'm not sure if he had to do the long season on the Corn Ferry Tour, but either way, he's been really good. It's a 250 to one. Let's throw some coins at, at, at Paul Barzon. The Frenchman. You're you're doing whatever you want this week. It it doesn't matter. You could you know all your guys can miss the cut, and you're still a legend. So you know you you you're you're playing with house money this week, as they say. Absolutely. So what what did you want to talk about with Paige? You know, so I, I I you know I no one's listening right now. They'll probably listen. You know, we're at the end of the golf show. If you want to just. Here's some rambles, like, stay tuned. This but, is going to be the best stuff. This is the stuff. Yeah, no, it kind of is. I might clip it and send it to her. No, so Paige Sporanic, everyone knows her. Like, she's drop 10, gorgeous. She's, like, one of the most famous people on Instagram in the golf community. She works for PointsBet. And, you know, we've had – she's gone out of her way to interact with me on Twitter multiple times. Like, multiple times I commented on my stuff. Like, I was saying great minds think of life because she knows she knows I'm big time in the golf industry. She wants to sure. talk up points back. Of course you are. So, I'm like, Paige, come on my podcast. Like, you could just talk about – like, come on TIB. Like, you could just talk about points bet. Like, we'll just – like mess around like we'll just joke around for a little bit like you could promote whatever you want like you don't have give me like two picks and like run away she's like oh of course like i would love to like it's a joke like oh since you're my boyfriend like i'll come on so she like she's like yeah no i will and then i'm like okay well like you can come on whenever you want like it's not going to be like uh like I, I was like come on whenever you want it doesn't matter like whenever you're free just no answer so i was like fine like whatever she said yes ghosted and she's ghosted me and then fucking sunday night like i i took bangles live money line and she replies after it's getting a bunch of love and just like oh great much like like no don't use me for content page and not come on my podcast it's rude i'm done being played with and toyed with huh i i miss all of this I don't know how I missed all of this. Yeah, well, yeah, no. I mean, you're just you're working too hard at your job. Like you've missed. Know, dude, this. they work me to the bone, man. It's BS. But hey, look, man. I think that uh, you and Paige should like hang out. That's what I think. I don't know. Man. It seems like seems like a match made in heaven. She's it, like she's like she want she's into me. Like she wants she's into she clearly me. is into you. And yeah. she's playing games. She's playing hard to get. Like don't. Don't like it's one thing, just don't answer, but like, don't use do you think me for that content. living in your mom's basement has anything to do with it. Probably, I don't live in my <laughs> I don't live in the basement though, I have my own room, but you know, that might have. But I just wanted to come on TIB, like, it would be fun, like, it would be chill. And let's, she could, let's try to, we should all meet in Vegas, you, me, Paige, and maybe like somebody else, you know, Luke, let's meet in Vegas since I've been to Vegas. Every I dream it like I, I'm dreaming about it every night. Not like I'm like every single night of my dreams, like I'm in Vegas. And I'm like, Are I'm you in clubbing Vegas. or yet? I'm no, I'm like at the casino, table. and then it's like I'm rushing to get on my suitcase. I'm like rushing to the airport, and like I'm always in Vegas. Mm. So I keep dreaming about Vegas. I think I need to move there and just How'd be an Uber driver. Is that your game? I I really did well in blackjack. I went up like two hundred bucks, and then I threw it all on the Titans over, and it lost. Mm. But Blackjack's I was I was willing to deal. Fifteen dollar tables, you know, went a few hands, add a little bit. I, I was I missed the black. I missed blackjack. We'll, miss we'll make it happen, dude. Let me let me know the next time it's. I mean, I know you had it well in advance. Uh, you know, COVID's messing everything up. Having a one year old makes it difficult. 
there. No, I'm, you, no, I'm going to go look, for look, a, look, a UFC fight that tweet. by the end look, of 2022. You got to delete that tweet. Uh, you know. I'm not going to. You have to. I had you on I my del- podcast. I don't delete tweets, dude. Dude, now, now it's now it's really tweets, over. But... Now it's like when you tweet like something's over, and then it it turns it's it turns around. No. I always do that. I always let's, tweet out. Let's see if she golf says, takes. Let's see if she says something. She's not gonna answer. No, I'm I'm done with her. Well, she's then, using well, then, she, she's no using harm, me no for problem. content, and I'm just done with it. Like I'm not. Well, like yeah, she has game, fifth, She has 15 mil on Insta, but like she's got half a mil followers on Twitter. She'd she literally use you. She needs me. Like she, she needs me for content. Yes. It's fine. Um, all right, so Super Bowl picks, and we're out of here. Side and total for the Super Bowl. What are you thinking? I was confused on the line again, man. I, I haven't been playing the Bengals all the way. I've been betting against them, and they just keep fucking burning holes in my pocket. So, like, why are they, why are they such a big dog again? I don't really get it. So yeah. we're on the Bengals, dude. Joe Burrow's the king of the world. Like, the guy's amazing. Like, why would you be like, okay, he's covered every single game as an underdog, but like, it's going to change now. To the Rams, who are like not that good. Their win losing. against the Chiefs was so much more impressive than yeah. the, the Dude, Rams win. They should have lost like that game. Football team. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Bengals money line, Bengals plus four. And I love the under because I love the under in the Super Bowl every year. So I also love teaser. I'm kind of the same way. Standalone, like primetime games. I like to bet under yeah. just because everybody in the world's on the over and it kind of, yeah. I think over inflates the line artificially. And so especially I'm, in I'm Super Bowl, you. like, you know, the, the vibes are a little off and a lot. I don't know. The Super Bowl just it's tend to go under. So teaser. Yeah. So teaser fucking bangles plus 10, and 10 and under like Fifty-six? No, I th- yeah, fifty-four and a half. If you do a six six pointer, yeah, it'd be I love 10 and that. Half, like I love that teaser. Nice last week and last week on my pod with John, we did the football segment at the end, and I said can't lose teaser. Bengals plus fourteen over forty and a half. It fucking hit. It's like yeah. you know sometimes the most obvious thing you know works out. So I'm betting heavy on the Super Bowl because we're both going to hit back-to-back winners these next two weeks. I like it, dude. I'm into like, it. Um, there's there's no the way, way Providence it happen. Is, is just absolutely kicking ass. Like, this is not – what are we talking about, you guys? What are we talking eight points. about? Eight points. They're up eight, but, you know, let's let's keep the mojo going. Let's we're get up, a nice We're lead. up 13. We're up 11. We're up 11. So, Jers lost. Yeah. Jers is in trouble. He Jers took the he, he took the Johnny's first half. Yeah, he's going to need a, a miracle. All right, so we did it. Luke, it was a pleasure having you on. It was a really fun time. I'm really jealous you hit Luke list outright last week, but we're both going to hit Hoagie or Camp Champ this week. Uh, Camp Champ will not be on the official card, but it's just a it's a gentleman's bet between us, and then we were betting head-to-head Kadira over Pete Malati. Bang. Let's so go. everyone Love go follow it. Luke on Twitter. He's a great follow. He's super handsome. He puts out great cards every week that have some great graphic design going for them. So uh, a- anything Legitimately, else? To- are we the two best looking guys? On yeah, well, I think, I mean, clearly, yes. But like you should, you know, have like it shouldn't be Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Like you would have more followers if you were like if people knew who you were. Do you think that's true? Abs- yeah, Absolutely. I- I just love that picture, but no, it's a good. Right. One. It's I'll a good one. But it. like then, like you have to go through a whole rebranding, like mid-year. I mean, that's tough. That's tough to do. But I think that is tough. 
you know, you get your wife to take a little photo shoot and like you're, you're working. It's true. All right. I'll take your word for it. Luke, it was a pleasure. I appreciate everyone who checked this out. If you're still listening to this, you're an OG or a great person. And I love you. So have a great night. And uh, I'll see you when we hit a winner.